Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Our Soul. So today um, I'm here with Elena, our wonderful executive director here at Faith Choice Ohio. Uh, Terry is off on vacation. I hope he's enjoying yourself. Terry, if you're listening to this, why are you listening to this? You should be vacationing. Uh, <laughs> but if, uh, but we hope you're having a great time. Um, anyway, but I'm here with Elena and it is 2023 and um, we're just going to take a little bit of time to kind of, you know, think about the year ahead. Can you, I can't even believe that it's actually 2023. It feels like, you know, thinking back to, to 2022 and everything that happened in 2022, it feels like so long ago. Um, and so because Elena, you're not usually the one that I'm able to reflect with, uh, we are going to be reflecting together. So, um, first thing I wanted to talk about, I know we talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago, I guess a month ago now. Um, what is time? But what is time? <laughs> but uh, it has been one year since we changed our name. Uh, you know, wow. like just a little over a year ago, because we were recording on January 6th, um, we changed our name, changed our colors. And uh, we've been a whole different organization since. And I know Terry touched a little bit about all the struggles, you know, legally um, and with the government of changing our name. Uh, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about like that process for you and like what it's been like to, I, I know you've been with uh, Faith Choice Ohio for longer than any of us have. Um, well, longer than me and Terry. Uh, so I'm sure that adjustment may have been a little bit more difficult for you. Um, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on that. Oh, yes. Oh, 2023. You're right. It's, <laughs> it's just a new beginning. I'm here for it. But yeah, there's so much to still reflect on and process from last year. And frankly, the last two, three years of the pandemic and the ways it's impacted um, our lives, but also our work. Anyways, all that said, uh, we did last year, right, about this time, change our name. And wow, was that such a process. Uh, I've been with the organization for five years now. Really proud, you know, that four years in, we did a strategic name change and rebrand that was just very thoughtful. I really love the process that we use as a board and a staff to really come up with a name and a logo and tagline and so forth that really reflected our values and where we're heading right, into this work and the things that we commit to, which is, of course, um, reproductive justice and bodily autonomy. And so we wanted our name to reflect that. And that's one thing, right? Like uh, branding, I think it's very powerful. The launch and the rollout was just seamless. Like we got the website out, we able to change, you know, our, our name on social media. And uh, like all the front facing stuff is one aspect of this whole thing that, you know, if anyone's ever done a rebrand, really impactful, you know, for the public to understand why we did it. And so we did a mailing to our, our members and donors. We did, you know, blog posts and interviews. It just kind of really, 
explain why we made this shift and why now, particularly, you know, and we knew that we would be coming up on the the complete gutting of abortion access through Roe v. Wade. So anyways, it was just all part of our our plans to move in to a future where we are just unapologetically pro-faith. Uh, we are pro-family. We are pro-choice. And then I have, everyone's always like, ooh, an executive director. What a sexy job. And I'm like, yes and no, especially for our team. For those listening who are not aware, because I will say we are awesome. We are a small and mighty team. I am the only full-time person, however. So everyone is part-time and we don't have a comms staff. We don't have operations and development. So a lot of that ends up falling. We spread among the team, but I end up, of course, holding a lot of that work, but also then the legal stuff, right, of changing your name. And so it it has been, it continues to be a process of, you know, letting the state of Ohio know, letting the IRS know, letting all our vendors and banks and everyone, uh, gosh, learn our names and having our donors understand that, uh, definitely it is not for the faint of heart. And like I said, it's one thing. A year ago this time, we rolled everything out, but gosh, it was ongoing throughout 2022 to just get everything lined up behind the scenes um, where, you know, I think now people are like, oh yeah, we forgot you changed your name. Haven't you always been Faith Choice Ohio? We're like, good. That's what we want you to know and think. Or a lot of people are like, wow, you're a brand new organization. I'm like, actually, we've been around 30 years. But you know what? This gives us new momentum, new energy, new people who are like, yes, I'm all about being uh, abortion positive as a person of faith and not in spite of it. Then great. Yes. Think of us as a new organization. But anyways, all that uh, to say, I'm just, again, super proud to have started the year off uh, like that. And that's just, again, a testament to how awesome our team is and that we we leaned into that throughout the year in just the ways that we were, you know, we launched Ohio's first abortion fund last year. And uh, gosh, that in itself is an undertaking, but the things that we do day in, day out, like I celebrate the fact that right now we are recording the 70th episode of Our Soul, right? And uh, I am just so grateful to you and Terry. You're such excellent co-hosts. In fact, I'm always very nervous joining you both (laughs) because this is actually the only third time that I've recorded with y'all. And yeah, y'all are (laughs) the real deal. So anyways, I'm trying to keep up. So thanks for listening to the rambling. Just wanted to uh, hype up. Uh, Yeah. You're right. There's so much, again, still processing what went down last yeah. year, all the goodness yeah. and also all the hardships that came with yeah. it. But I am just always, always thankful for our team and the ways that we really are there and journey with each other, root for one another and stick to it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And I think last year was a lot of that sticking to it. And I'm now even thinking about the other one of the other times that you were on the podcast was also around this time of year, uh, two years ago, I think. Yeah, with with the coup, with uh, the attempted coup. I remember that that episode was with you because I 
was, um, you know, obviously, or was that, when was that? I'm, time is, that was 2021, <laughs> two years ago. Uh, two years two ago years. for me, I keep, yeah. I keep thinking that 2020 was two years ago, but it's three now. Anyway, two years ago, um, I was still in my seminary program and I had to do a two week intensive where I literally did nothing but sit on Zoom with wonderful people um, from Mexico who are doing really um, important work. Um, and during that, the, you know, everything, it, that was on January 6th, right? This is oh, January. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. And that I remember that you were on that podcast. And so I think, you know, 2021, 2022, just the, the 2020s have been a rough time. Um, and then adding in, in 2022, you know, like you said, the absolute gutting of abortion access through Roe. Um, I think at this whole time I've, I, it's, I'm coming up on three years with, uh, with Faith Voice Ohio as well. Um, and there have been definitely a lot of rough spots, but, uh, you know, our team is really small but mighty and, um, we've been able to tackle it and continue to, you know, show up for people in the ways that we need to. And I know that, uh, this is my first time being a part of a, a branding process for an organization. Um, and, uh, the intentionality of including abortion on our website and in what we what our like mission is and stuff like that was really important to me and I think like thinking about people my age who are getting into um the abortion movement um being proudly pro-abortion and being willing to say the word abortion um I think is really important and uh something that I've really appreciated um yeah. And not only did we change our name last year, but like you said, we started Ohio's first faith-based abortion fund, um, uh, the Jubilee Fund. Uh, we uh, brought in Rihanna um, and we started like so many different trainings last year, just like a lot of trainings, a lot of opportunity for education. We have the book club, just so many things that were happening last year. Um, on top of a name change. 2022 is really definitely crazy. Um, and I know like this year, I mean, things are different because like, it's not the preparing for, I remember sitting like December of 2021, uh, trying to prepare for like, how do we support our people when Roe falls? Because we knew, I know that you've seen this coming longer than I have, but uh, we knew that this was happening and that it was going to be a rough year for us. Um, but actually living through it, I think is, is different. And, and then now in 2023, I mean, I know for me, like, I don't, I don't know what kind of crazy thing the, <laughs> the uh, is going to happen, uh, this year specifically. Um, but, I know that we have plans to continue to support our people and I don't know if you wanted to share anything specifically around like any themes you have or any like goals that you have for 2023 for Faith Choice Ohio. Yes. Oh yeah. That's just such a unique part of our work. Like 
as folks may know, you know, we're very much committed to three buckets of work, education, advocacy, and counseling. Um, so what does that all mean, right? Like we, like you said, we rolled out all these trainings. We've, we've, you have led specifically <laughs> three book clubs and co-hosted the one last year on reproductive uh, justice with Terry. So like education is a core part of our work. Um, people always need to know what's up with the uh, political landscape, but also what it all means to be a person of faith who does reproductive advocacy. All well and good, but there's also the human side of it all, right? Like, we are people of faith who are spiritually rooted, and that also means we provide, when we say counseling, we provide that kind of a compassionate care, a pastoral care for folks, because as we saw... Uh, last year and continue to see is that there's so much grief and lament that comes with um, not having your bodily autonomy and dignity recognized and to see the state and particularly the church try to strip that away people need outlets to be able to process that and so we do we hold space for folks and I was really um, proud of yeah the way that we were able to help anticipate that and help meet that need for folks last year and I think that's a big part of what we'll be doing this year as well and I think that really looks like us taking our trainings all of which you know gosh we did like 45 trainings online last year which was phenomenal we're going to do a bit less online this year and we're actually going to be taking those trainings out into the community and in person more and yes we are going to take covid precautions because this pandemic is still real but part of it is that we want to build community with people a little bit more face to face heart to heart and i'm just thrilled with just the ways that we've just been building connections all throughout the state and so we can't wait to come to a community near you and share our trainings. We we have, gosh, five, so many different ones. And so we, we just constantly get requests, um, not just in Ohio, but also in other states. So we'll continue to do that. We provide a lot of coaching and support to other folks. But really, we want to build up our power and our community presence um, here in Ohio, knowing that Again, the fight continues. We're going to be looking at a ballot initiative, possibly this year, possibly next year. We are, um, you know, we're going to be all hands on deck with that. And that requires us to really be in relationship with folks because that's what we're about. We're not just here to, you know, ask for your vote or um, we want you to be fierce advocates, but it should be part of your ongoing life and, uh, you know, part of. How I mean, that's our tagline, right? We are empowering advocates for abortion justice and reproductive freedom. And we always do that in community, in relationship, not as a one-off. So it will not be transactional of like, we just want to get to know you all so you will go vote and support a valid initiative to codify abortion access. No, I'm more interested in, you know, when we talk about, oh, sorry, you, you mentioned the the gosh, the January 6th anniversary of the attack on the Supreme, on the Capitol. And that happened two years ago during Epiphany. We are actually right now also in the um, season of Epiphany, uh, which is all about, you know, in a Christian tradition, light and um, awareness and um, welcoming the coming of 
God among us, that kind of thing. And it is that kind of same, you know, epiphany of, uh, of kind of discipleship we want to offer to the, all the advocates that we work with and activists that this will become a lifelong journey. People will deepen their understanding of bodily autonomy and reproductive justice. And that doesn't go away with one ballot measure. <laughs> so anyways, that's a big theme for us. Again, it's, it's building power, building community for long, sustainable movement building. And um, I think it's strategic, but it's also just like I said, it's part of formation. It's part of discipleship. It's part of the spiritual part of this work of bringing your whole selves to this work and uh, that means the grief and us recognizing the grief and the anger but then also channeling that into the education the advocacy the counseling work that we do it's one big broad theme uh how about you are there things you are looking forward to in the work that we do together what does this year gosh look like for you (laughs) i mean i think personally i'm really excited about um I know I have, like, one training in person in the books for the restorative and transformative justice training. Um, I've only gotten to do that one other time in person, Um, so I'm excited to be able to do that again um, and to be able to, you know, kind of build that. It's, It's hard. I mean, I know in 2020 we talked a lot about Zoom fatigue and even in 2021 talking a lot about Zoom fatigue, but, like, I think it's even worse now, like, being you know, they're for people who are vaccinated and, um, who, and for a lot of people, uh, just are able to go out and see people again. And so it can be hard to come back to, oh, being on Zoom, um, and on top of like maybe seeing people in person or working in person and stuff like that. So I'm excited to actually get to make in-person connections with people and to be able to like RTJ is hard to teach online, honestly. And it, um, because I want to give people the space to react how they want and have the privacy that they need and things like that. Um, sometimes that means that I talk to a, a screen of like pictures and that's fine. And I understand that. Um, but I'm excited to see people in person and be able to see how they're reacting to things. And maybe, uh, you know, sometimes you can see on someone's face that they have an idea, but, um, they maybe need more encouragement to bring that out. And so I'm excited to have like that kind of being a presenter type of vibe, um, two of my trainings but also uh I one thing that I just like really appreciate about how we're uh as faith as has how we as faith choice Ohio are moving forward is that you know we have that like whole person centered um mind like we um are not you know uh it's a new year and so a lot of people are doing like health and fitness goals and Um, I actually started working with a personal trainer like later last year. So I did it before the new year. Um, and she was talking about how like nothing, nothing worth doing, like has to be done quickly. You know, like if it's, if it's worth doing, if it's something that you want to last and be sustainable and, and work it, it it's, it takes time. And I think one of the hard parts, at least for me, going back to the RTJ training is that like, that takes time and um 
doing that in one hour can be difficult, but also just doing that in one day can be difficult. And so, um, I appreciate that, like, we, um, encourage people to be able to come back to trainings, you know, to continue to learn, uh, to ask questions. Um, I appreciate that we, you know, have, uh, with this education portion, it's like, we don't expect people to just like, know everything and then be able to you know help out with one project and then like we don't do anything after that like we actually want to build relationships with people and you know if you don't get something we don't mind that you come to the to five different SMA trainings or that you ask a bunch of questions at those SMA trainings that's fine and honestly for me like it helps my brain go and helps me remember the things that like were more difficult for me when the, when the material was new. Um, so I just like really appreciate that kind of mindset towards advocacy and movement building. It's, it's not about like the short term projects. It's about like, how do we get, get people to, um, build a relationship with us where they want to come back, where they want out of like the things that they've learned and uh, their own experience. They want to, you know, participate in a ballot initiative and uh, want to vote and want to, you know, support these things that we support, um, regardless of if they do it with us, honestly. Like if, if somebody, you know, goes out there and works with a different organization or they live in a different state and they support you know, a different abortion fund in a different state or whatever it is. Like, I don't mind. What I care about is that um, the interaction that they have with me moves them closer to being an advocate for uh, abortion justice and reproductive freedom. Uh, So (laughs) that's like kind of the things that... (laughs) (laughs) You Um, got it, yes! Yeah. Yeah. So we only have... We only have a few minutes left, but um, I wanted to just, you know, talk about any any other things we're excited about this year. I know one big thing that just came up, um, speaking about SMA, uh, is that the, uh, oh my gosh, I, I don't know the exact words. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Jump. Here, you, the FDA. FDA, <laughs> yes. Big news out of the FDA this week that impacts SMA or self-managed abortions. So the FDA uh, just announced that essentially they're deregulating one of the medicines um, that are used in you know, having medication abortions. So uh, that medication is mifepristone or MIFI, which we teach all about at our SMA and good faith trainings. And it's just, it's really a step in the right direction because it's going to allow pharmacies like CVS and uh, Walgreens to be able to carry and dispense uh, MIFI as long as the person has a prescription. And so it just provides more abortion access. But of course, the caveat is that while this is uh, you know federal uh, guidance, it only applies to 31 states that have more abortion access on the books, whereas states like ours, um, this would not apply because we have really medically unnecessary restrictions on abortion that require that the medication be dispensed at a clinic or by another like licensed approved provider. So while, again, I, I wish things were different in Ohio, 
we celebrate that this the access is expanding elsewhere because that's just going to be good um, for everyone. And we really encourage folks, if you want to learn more, uh, like Kelly said, come to our SMA trainings, come back uh, if you want to just get a refresher. But we teach about the safety, convenience, and effectiveness of abortion pills or self-managed abortions. And our next training is actually coming up on Tuesday, uh, December 17th at 7 p.m. So... Hop on in, check that out where we'll include you know, links in the show notes. But again, super stoked about this new FDA uh, deregulation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's Tuesday, January 17th. I think. Oh my gosh. You said December, but it's okay. Um, wow. Okay. You're right. <laughs> we're still Thank adjusting you. to the new year, Woo! the new month. I totally get that. No big deal. Um, I still think that 2020 was two years ago, so we're all good. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, and I think that, like, the SMA trainings are uh, really important. And uh, thinking about the deregulation of Mifepristone, I mean, again, that goes back to, like, I'm happy that there is good news for abortion rights. Yeah. And even if that doesn't apply to my state, which really sucks, um, and I often tell people that, like, Ohio is often the bad place and <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, things that are happening here that are not great. Um, but I'm still happy that there are more people who will be able to have access to abortion pills. And I will cheer that on, even if it's not me who is benefiting from that. Um, but I, I think... What we have still are our five trainings that we're offering. We have lots of opportunities for people to get involved. Um, and I'm I'm just really excited for, um, you know, 2023. I, I think that things are going to be good. And I'm yeah. manifesting that. <laughs> we are. And I will manifest, yeah. uh, you know, we mentioned the Jubilee Fund. Uh, Ohio's first statewide abortion fund. It is, you know, something we are going to continue scaling up, expanding. We want more volunteers, want more congregations involved in this. Um, And I'll say that it's already been such a resounding success that it is being hailed as, you know, one of the models that are going to be expanded across the U.S. And so it's really groundbreaking work. And we encourage folks to get involved and volunteer. We need drivers. We need folks who want to help fundraise and provide administrative support. Uh, There's no shortage of ways that we can continue to learn and grow together this year and beyond. So the Jubilee Fund, check it out. We'll drop in the show notes as well. But yeah, that's Mm -hmm. another big goal for us this year is to expand um, the Jubilee Fund across the state, but also regionally. And then we're going to take over (laughs) Uh, across uh, all the states uh, before you know it. So big goals, big dreams, but always keeping the people first. And I'm immensely proud of us for doing that. Yeah. Well, um, we are just about out of time. So uh, I just want to thank you, Elena, for uh, meeting with me today and being on the podcast. And, um, you know, we'll be we'll be back in two weeks. And we're, you know, I know 
as we're coming into 2023, we're still recovering from the last couple years of grieving and everything that we missed out on and everything that has been a struggle. Um, but, you know, we are here together and we're going to be working to make the world a better place one step of at a time. So anyway, we'll be back in uh, two weeks. See you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.